that this is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. I was 10 years old. I was living in my uncle's house in San Francisco, and I was you know, embarking on these public transportation journeys by myself, coming home by wow. myself, you know, watching TV, just being really, not really independent, but like, it was the spark. It was the spark of independence. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives with your hosts, comedian and radio personality, Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Why tune shuffle? Hello. Hi, Charlie Hester. How are you? Good. You are on the show. Why tune shuffle? <laughs> again, oh. again. What? I was gonna say, what is that show? I've never heard of it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you are on the air. I, I wanted to uh, call in and check with you because we have some pretty cool stuff going on. Charlie Hester, I can't remember what episode number she was on, but she played our live show back in May, and then she was in season one as well. Charlie's a part of the show. Let's just go ahead and do it. She's a big part of the show. Yeah, she's a family member. A reoccurring guest. Yes. Well, I wanted to check in with you because uh, you and I met doing stand-up comedy in Illinois, and we are going to meet again coming up in a couple of days for a tour called the Two Girls, One Truck Tour. Woohoo! Woo! And this was kind of your brainchild, so I'm going to let you explain it. I guess it all kind of started when I had my hysterectomy earlier this summer, and I wanted to use that as an experience to do something good for the community. And so we had a big donation drive of pads and tampons for the women's shelter here in town. It went really well. We were able to stock their shelves. They probably have enough pads and tampons to last them for a year. So when Hurricane Harvey happened, my heart was just broken because, you know, I want to be a helper. I want to be a doer. You know, when they talk about the Mr. Rogers quote comes up, you know, where his mom tells him to look for the helpers. That's that's who I want to be. But I'm broke. So I just thought, hey, the one thing I can do is make people laugh and ask people to give items that are needed. I put it out on Facebook and I just said, hey, I have this crazy idea. And people were... The response was interesting. Um, I learned very quickly that it was the right combination of items that we could collect that would really be useful. Somebody said, why don't you do a goodbye to Charlie's uterus part two? And that was it. That's, I'm, I'm good at this. And then my dear sweet friend Maggie sent me a message and asked what she could do to help. And my heart just screamed out, I don't want to do this alone. And so I said, Maggie, just come with me. And, well, the rest is history. And now we're doing this crazy tour. Two girls, one truck. We're hitting six different cities. We're going to be in Indianapolis, Louisville, Kentucky, Nashville, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, Columbus, Mississippi, and then Dallas, Texas, before we head and stop into Austin to drop off all the, the items. It always escapes me, but the two names of the charities that are accepting the donations on our behalf are... The Homeless Period Project of Austin, Texas, and Counterbalance of Austin, Texas. I'm thrilled to pieces that we get to donate to two such worthy charities, mm-hmm. and they've, they've just been remarkable to work with, and they're so sweet, and, you know, they're sharing and trying to get people involved on the, the Facebook page, Two Girls, One Truck, and, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's what we need. It's all about introducing the spirit of community when we see that our neighbors are in need, and so, yeah, isn't that awesome? I just, so right. I love people so much, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days for this crazy adventure that we're about to go on. And, of course, we're going to be blogging and Facebooking live and updating the whole time. For more ways to help and find out about what we're doing, you can like us on Facebook at Two Girls, One Truck. Thank you, Charlie Hester. I'll see you in a couple of days. Charlie, good oh, luck. Safe travels. All right. Thanks, darling. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting me do that because it's a project that's been really important to me and 
we've been working really hard the past 10 days or so to put this whole thing together. So welcome officially to the show, Why Tune Shuffle. Maggie Mayfield here, your host, with my co-host, David R. Waterman, a.k.a. Hollywood Secret Weapon. Here we go again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, Tune Shuffle. Maggie, now, I, I, I want to backtrack just one second. That okay, that, sure. that, that trip you're going to be taking yes. uh, with Charlie Hester, I mean, you were a big part of getting that together. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you don't take much credit for it on the air, but I want to give you credit where credit's due because you're a very ambitious, hardworking woman, and you get stuff done. This show, for example, would not be here without amazing Maggie Mayfield. Thank you. The hostess of the mostess of Y-Tune Shuffle. I feel like there's still so much more to be done. Oh, there is. But But um, you're doing it now. Yeah, it's been amazing. And, you know, I've used the, uh, I do an open mic here in town, and I've used that this week because it's my birthday weekend. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. And so I've been using it as an excuse to collect donations for this trip that we're doing, but not for the trip, but to, you know, I can't take feminine hygiene products and baby wipes and diapers with me on the plane to Chicago. Right. So basically, I'm like, if you want to donate, I'll get the supplies on your behalf when I land in Chicago to start stuffing the truck. But so if you want to do that, again, you can reach out through iTunes Shuffle or Two Girls, One Truck. So there, that's it. Okay. That's it. We're, right. We finished with that. All right. <laughs> uh, so our guest today, I'm so excited to meet you, and I'm glad that you're here. Singer, songwriter, producer, Ashley oh, shucks. Levy. Glad you're here. Thank you Thank for coming you. on the show. I'm so happy to be here. This is super cool. The first thing that you said to me when you walked into the building, you were like, oh, I work in a studio too, but it's not quite as corporate. What it, What is it? Can you talk about what you do? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a songwriter and specifically I'm a top line writer. So I deal with melody and lyrics. I can write a full song, no problem, as long as it's on ukulele or guitar. Uh-huh. That's like my main instrument. But I'm a top line writer uh-huh. um, and I love it. It's an amazing job. And I work with, I've been with the same company since my beginning of songwriting. I've been doing it for like seven years and I work with uh, Killingsworth Recording Company. Ooh. Yeah. And we're a collective of uh, producers and writers. There's about like nine or 10 of us and we all work on different projects depending on like where our strengths are. But you're the top line. I'm the only one that does like straight up top line. Yeah. I feel like that's a like a reality show coming. America's next top line. Oh my song. god! I don't know what that means. <laughs> top line. Top line. So it's okay. My job is like the producers who I work with. Mm-hmm. Say we're working with one of the queens from Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race, <gasps> which we do very often. You work right? with RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So all, cool. Mostly all the girls that come <laughs> off that show. We're okay. working on a, a Christmas album right now. Oh, music. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So basically the, the producers write the tracks and then they come to me and it's like, okay, it's like putting the cherry on top is the top line. So it's the lyrics and the melody. Mm. Like the stuff you sing in karaoke is what I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, were you always musical when you were young? I always loved music and I was surrounded by people who loved music, but no one in my family is particularly musical. Um, my dad, actually, he he should have been an audio engineer because he's really big into like, he's an audiophile. So he has like this amazing stereo system and he, he's, he could, he geeks out like, oh, the tweeters and da, 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 da. Like it's, <laughs> it blows my mind and, and tube amplifiers. And da. so I was always surrounded by it with him, but my whole family just like always revolved around music. Like, you know, cooking dinner, there would always be music on and it was just a part of life. Your dad has a, 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 a hi-fi. Like a, a turntable and, and an old school uh, Not sound turntable. He doesn't have a turntable. Had Okay, if he knew, because my dad was all about like the newer stuff, right? Oh, okay. So he started collecting audio stuff when like CDs came oh, okay, out and, yeah, okay. and all that. Yeah. But now I'm sure he wants a turntable with the, the resurgence of vinyl and all this. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I have one. He couldn't believe I got one. He's like, why would you get that when you could just like have CDs? I'm like, <laughs> dad, <laughs> it's way cooler. Okay. You get to flip the record. It's a great experience. I just dated myself. Moving on. <laughs> That's so great. Did you play game? Like we played games musically when I was a kid. Like the radio would be on when dinner when we were having family dinner at the table. Sure. And the, my parents would always be like, "Do you know who that is? Can you name that artist? Do you know who that artist is?" And my sister and I would sit and struggle. We're like, "I don't know, Phil Collins." When he like, we don't know. But the ta- I remember the tables turning. You know, like when we got old enough to know more of the music and um, sure. And we're like, "Mom, don't you know who that is?" Three <laughs> Eleven. <Duh. laughs> <You know? laughs> no way. Well, see, my grandparents raised me. Okay. So um, 
my my dad they had like guardianship of me but my dad had custody of me but my dad works for a carpet store in Brooklyn and he works like crazy hours still to this day he never takes a vacation except I forced him to come on a vacation and he's going to be on his way next week oh great very excited he hasn't taken a vacation in like 10 years this man Mm -hmm. crazy but anyway so um, I would see him every Sunday and the game that we would have is we would go to Tower Records remember that (gasps) yeah Yeah. love Tower Records so we'd go Sunday we'd always do the Tower Records and then the movies and he would let me pick one CD out of like three CDs and I didn't know who these artists was it was like Bananarama and the Ramones and REM like all this music that he was excited about he'd be like okay pick one and I pick one and he's like, okay, by next week you have to remember the lyrics to that entire album. <gasps> Little did he know what effect that would have in my adulthood and it would shape what I do with my life. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So is that where you're from, Brooklyn? I'm from Long Island. Okay. Yeah, but my dad big works difference. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very big difference. Yeah. When did you come to Los Angeles? Uh, two and a half years ago. And? I love it. I mean, so when I first started doing top line writing, I was fresh out of bachelor's in college. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought I was going to be a music therapist. I, I did a semester of grad school for music therapy because I was like, oh, it's the safe thing. Because when you're from Long Island, New York, your parents instill in you like, okay, you could do what you love, but you got to make money. You got to have like a plan <laughs> B. So it's not like follow your dream, do what you want. It's like, okay, do what you want, but make money. So I was like, all right, I love music. I love helping people. Music therapy. So I was in grad school, and then um, my my boss, who is also one of my great great friends for like a long time, Tomas Costanza, super talented guy. He, um, I got in touch with him after because I interned for him when I was sixteen in a studio in New York, and I just remembered like out of college, I was like writing songs, whatever, and I was like, I want to do, I want to make this my life. I want to like take a shot at it. So I called him up. I'm like, hey, I want to record a professional songwriting EP. And he's like, oh, for yourself? And I'm like, no, I want to write for other people. And he's like, oh, okay. And he wasn't used to that because people are just approach him like, hey, I want to make a record. I want to be a star, which there's nothing wrong with. I just have no interest. I'd rather like give it to someone else and be in like 10 different bands at once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Collaboration. Right. Yeah. It's so much more fun. I love it. It's so much more fun. But, um, Long story short, I had a choice. Either I half-assed two things, being uh-huh. a writer and going to school, or I whole-assed one of those things. And I was 22, and I'm like, you know what? I, I only have this. I'm going to regret this if I, if I don't do it. So I just like dropped grad school, and I went with writing. Wow. And my grandparents totally supported me on that. They were like, okay, as long as like, you have a job, you, know, you pay your bills and everything, just do what you want. That is amazing. Seven years later, and I'm still with the the same company. Yeah. Because loyalty is, like, tremendous to me. What was the first credit that you ever got? Anything that we might recognize? First credit. I mean... Where, like, your name was written on, like, the liner notes and the CD jacket. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Isn't it funny? I In the beginning, I, we were writing with a bunch of independent bands. Mm-hmm. So, like... My first project, for example, um, was Lauren Payton. I'll never forget it. And Tomas kind of just threw me into the fire. And he's like, okay, you have to write like five of these songs within like three days. And I was like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh-huh. It's, it's insanity. And to me, I was like, oh, my God. I felt like I needed all the Adderall. But I literally locked myself in my room. And for three days, I just like wrote, 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 wrote. How does yeah. that work? Does someone give you like, guy, like here's who they are, and then you kind of... Or do they give you an idea of what they like? We need a love ballad song, or you know, we need something up tempo. And where does it come from? I get inspired by other people. That's why I never lose inspiration. Because a lot of people they can't like they, they feel like they can't write unless it's about them. Uh-huh. But I can't write unless it's about you. And therefore, I never lose inspiration. Right. I love David Bowie. He's one of yeah. my favorites. He's not on my list, ironically, but he's. His his writing mentality is like the same as mine, and he's he just likes making stories. Like I'd rather make up a story than like tell my own story. Yeah. Mm. If you're in my inner circle, you'll get to know my story. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not just giving that away. So you locked yourself in your room for three days. Yes. You came up with five songs. Yeah, five songs, or was it three? I I forget. It was so long ago. Yeah, and I just remember hearing her sing these songs. It was amazing. And how how we come about like figuring it out was like. Essentially, it's the producers, it's the music producer's job to make sure everybody's on the same page. So Tomas asked Lauren, okay, who do you want to sound like? And at the time, Paramore was big Mm -hmm. and, you know, she has great voice. You know, she she had a great pop vocal. So um, she's like, yeah, I just want to write like Paramore-esque songs, you know, a little edgy. I'd love to write about this and this and this. 
And so he that's the information he gave me. And then I had to hang out with her to just get a vibe of who she was. And this I still do to this day. Like yeah. I can't write for somebody or with somebody unless we hang out. Yeah. Like and then I'm keeping a, a mental note of like the, the words that they use. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know. I just love it. I, it's like that is therapy for sure. Yeah. That I mean, for sure. Absolutely. Do, do your artists know that you're doing that when you hang out with them? Um, I tell them after because I don't yeah. want to freak them out. Yeah, I would be like so self caught Like you're like, let's go have a beer and like play putt putt, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'll psychoanalyze everything I say. I know, right? I'm like tallying the words in my head, yeah. but that's really what's happening, right? Or like I remember, or I'll just tell you, we'll be on the phone. A lot of times, like we're on Skype. Sometimes you know you're just not in the same state as the person. I'll be like typing out things. Or, like, sometimes if we're in a session and, and we're actually writing the song in the session, mm-hmm. I will I will tell them then, like, hey, listen, if I'm typing on my computer, I'm not being rude. Yeah. I'm just, I'm literally, like, being a court stenographer right now. Yeah. Because something great might come out of what they're saying. Right. So I trained myself to be able to type and look you in the eye. <gasps> I'm very good at that. Damn, girl. Because you can't, you can't, how could I just be doing this and you're, like, you know, spilling your heart out? That's mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. You know? Wow. And we're in Los Angeles now for two and a half years. Two and a half years. And it's going good. Mm-hmm. And you're dating someone. Oh, my God. He's so great. <laughs> it's disgusting. I love him. Did you meet him out here? Yes. Oh, how? So, um, on who one who of those... and how? Okay. So who, his... what, where, when, why, and how? He's wonderful. His name is Grant Gordon, and he's a stand-up comedian and com- comedy writer out here. And he's also a commercial actor. Uh-huh. He's uh, the face of Boost Mobile. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And, uh I don't know if I could. I should talk about like what he recently got. I probably shouldn't, but he just got a, a major opportunity, and you'll be seeing his face a lot more. That's great. Yeah, so he's he's killing it right now. But how we met was on one of those stupid little swipey apps, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> I swear, really. Yeah. And it's the best technology love story. Okay, uh-huh. I think it's as good as you can get in okay. this day and age with swipey apps. Bring it. So <laughs> we swipe each other, and I, I lose patience with these apps because guys are kind of like you know sick (laughs) a lot of times and a lot of guys just want to hook up and whatever that's never what i'm really looking for they should be on a wipey app (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry that was good that was good um but yeah so so we swiped each other we were having this great conversation we're both from new york we're both italian jews Uh uh he grew up in a in a town that's like 15 minutes away from me oh wow we went to the same summer camp but in different times because he's five years older than me but I didn't know this all he knew about me was my name is Ashley I'm a songwriter and I'm originally from New York okay so basically we were talking having a great conversation but I just got sick of the app because there was so much bullshit going on I was like ah these stupid so I just deleted it and I was like oh man as soon as I deleted I was like oh but that great conversation I was having oh well I guess it wasn't meant to be so then a couple of days later I get a follow from this guy, Grant, on Instagram. No. Yeah, and he didn't like my pictures. He didn't DM me. He didn't do anything creepy like that. And I was genuinely happy, like, to see his face, like, you know, following me. So I I DM'd him. I was like, oh, my God, thank God you found me. I just got rid of the app. I'm so sorry. And uh, we just took it from there. He was like, well, I don't want to lose you again. I'll never forget. He's like, I don't want to lose you again. So here's my number. And then we just started talking. Oh, yeah. Romance in the modern age. Right? You know, it's it wasn't possible. a train passing in the night. It wasn't like on the ferry from Staten Island. It was on Mm-mm. a swipey wap. <laughs> swipey. Swipey nap. Swipey nap. <laughs> a wipey nap. <laughs> but seriously, that's good news. I know. Yeah. He's I live wonderful. On, yeah, I live on the swipe. I will not like any more pictures. That's creepy. Yeah, it's just it's it's predatory. But she was in a bikini and like like cleave. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh wow! No judgment. No, Listen, the looks I got here at the White Tunes, Maggie's <laughs> bedroom. Get out! No David's allowed. <laughs> Anywho, well, that's that's nice. That is yeah, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm well, I'm excited to dig into your Fave Five. Oh, me too. Here yeah. We go. All right, let's do it. Song number one. Oh yeah. <laughs> How do you not like this song? Come on. They always have the best lyrics. 
it just they give it. I mean, the B-52s. So many drugs. Oh, man. (laughs) Atlanta. I think there's something in the water in Atlanta. I mean, they... they, Well, how did this make your fave five, Ashley? Well, going back to what I said about my dad, like, having me study different bands, right, and lyrics, uh, the B-52s, I just always had a connection with. I was like, who are these crazy people with giant wigs and the male-female vocal thing and him just, like... Don't go on the radio. Like, it was just so fascinating to me. And it's great party music. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. great party music. It, that's true. But um, the, my dad turned me on to the B-52s when I was very, very young. What's your dad's name? Paul. And what did what did, what did Paul do? Paul. Uh, Carpets, he, yes. right? Oh, the carpet. Yeah, he's, he's carpet. in the carpet business. Okay. Yeah. Like a, is he the Italian or is he Jewish? He's Jewish. He's the Jewish is, guy. You know, yeah. Okay. Very so per- Persian rugs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Carpet <laughs> discount. Check him out. Go to Brooklyn. <laughs> Does he do his own commercials? His own, no. They what's, don't... The, what's the name of the store? Can you tell us? Carpet discount. It's carpet discount. Carpet Where, discount. Where's the address? Oh, I don't know the address. Oh, God. He would never let me visit him because it's like in a dangerous part of Brooklyn. Okay. So he was like, ah, oh, you don't have to. It's just a carpet store. Come before seven. Carpet discount. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to advertise. They they've been in business for years and years and years, and they just have like loyal customers. Paul Levy. Paul Levy. See Paul Levy. Killing it. <laughs> so you would spend time with him on Sundays. Yes. Because you grew up with grandma, grandpa. Mm-hmm. Was it his folks or her? No, or it was my mom's parents. Because okay. my dad's parents are ten years older than my mom's parents, and they were already set in their snowbird ways. Oh, okay. Like, uh, you know, they go to Florida for the winter. Like, they just had their life already that way. And yeah. my mom's parents were like, "Oh, well, we'll take her." Oh, okay. Was and it, it was just, great? Just you, or do you have siblings? So my mother and father had me, mm-hmm. and then they divorced when I was one and they married different people like years later. So I have half brothers and sisters, but they're just, they're my brothers and sisters. I love them all. They're all beautiful people with beautiful personalities. How many? Oh man. I'm one of six. All right. So my mom had two, a boy and a girl, and my dad had two girls and a boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a big family. Yes. Is it like four Christmases for you where you have to go to a million different places? Well, Luckily for me, my, my mom's side of the family is, is the Catholic side, so they all do Christmas, and the entire family goes to my Aunt Nicole's house. And it's just like, and it's Christmas Eve, of course. Of you course. have to do like yep. the fish meal and, you know, traditional. Yeah. But, um, and then mass at midnight. Uh, we're not that religious. But <laughs> religious enough that we have to do the, the Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Selectively religious. Uh-huh. But yeah, so, so the whole family gathers there, so you don't really have to go that far. Uh-huh. But it's a lot of a lot of Italians. A Wait, lot. Is there any like oh man, I love Christmas stories. Is there any like memories of like like fun stuff happening or you're like, oh man, I don't I don't want to be here anymore? Oh, well my grandpa, God rest his soul, miss my grandpa, he uh used to dress as Santa every Christmas. Love it. Yeah, when I until I was probably about eleven and then my uncle Mark took over. Mm-hmm. Um and now the kids are all older, so nobody dresses as Santa. It's really what? sad. I know. That's terrible. I know. So dad was Levy and uh, and mom's parents' last name was? Phelps. The Phelps. Yeah, because my grandpa was English-Irish, but okay. my grandma was uh, very, very Italian. Okay. Yeah. Her, her um, yeah, so she she dominated the, the family in terms uh-huh. of that and pretty yeah. much turned my grandpa into a bona fide Italian, even though he's a Phelps. <laughs> aren't we all? Aren't we all in, in certain incarnations? Italian culture oh, sure. is just so engageable. Yeah. Yes. All cultures are. What am I talking about? <clears throat> All cultures are. But but the similarity between the Jewish traditions and the and the Italian cultural traditions are so similar. Mm-hmm. So it's really like no difference. You know what I mean? So I go to like Christmas and and it's great. And then I go to Hanukkah and it's great. It's the same vibe. I was going to wonder. I was wondering if you did both. Well, I should know more about the Jewish religion. I went to Catholic school, actually. Yeah, I, oh, wow. So but I lo- I don't like prescribe to any religion particularly, mm-hmm. but I love learning about it. But I, I was raised like, and I know more about the Catholic traditions. Yeah. We did both. My mom is from a Jewish family, and my dad, not Italian, but you know, French European. Sure. Bleh. And so <laughs> we, we always did both. We always had the menorah and the Christmas tree. That's great. And I, I always tell this joke on stage. I'm like, in my family, we did Hanukkah, and my dad was like, not enough lights. And so we spent like every weekend at Home Depot, just trying to like out light the rest of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, that, that was that was the holidays in our house. So that's awesome. I mean, yeah, definitely more Italian traditions like. Um, my grandma and I make these uh, honey balls. That's like my favorite tradition because it's like a traditional 
um, Italian dish that you serve on Christmas Eve or just the holidays. Yeah. And everybody always loves it. I used to hate it when I was a kid, you know, like, oh, Grandma, why are we doing this? But now I go home for the holidays, and it's one of my favorite things to do. Give me the honey balls. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll bring some back. Yeah. Just remind me. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a fryer here. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd be in trouble. I'd be making because I have a waffle maker here. So I'd be making chicken and waffles every freaking day. Hello. If I'd, please. Have you been to Roscoe's here in Los Angeles? Yes. Yeah, okay. So good. I, but I bet yours is better. Well, I've never made it. So oh, okay. I'd have to experiment. But she doesn't have a fryer. I don't have a fryer on purpose. So I'd you fry won't everything. make it. I won't. I'd fry the Oreos. I'd fry the chicken. I'd, anything you could fry, I'd fry it. I got to take a restroom break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, song number two. Here we go. Hell yeah. <laughs> I met her in a club down in Lotsoho where you drink champagne and it tastes like Coca-Cola. C-O-L-A Cola. Oh, you got the Coca-Cola version. She walked up to me it's good. and she asked me to dance. I asked her her name and in a top-round voice she said hello. Take me away. <laughs> Great pick. Great song. Head banging. It's just, yeah, it's it's a modified, like, my soul is just back in upstate New York. Aww. Ithaca, college parties, fall yeah. weather. Oh, really? You know, yeah, nice. like this is the time of year when school is back in session and blah, blah, blah. For sure. Oh, my Ooh, God. Oh, I feel like I'm there. Yeah, I just it? got the chills That's from what the autumn this breeze. Is. That's why the y shuffle. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is our mutual, this is our collective diary. Yeah. Where does it take you? Again, like just listening to the kinks in the car with my dad. He's driving me back to my, my, grandma, my grandpa's house and my grandma's house. And uh, it's just very interesting to me that I, ha- I had such a connection with this song and, it, and I'm working with drag queens now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all these things come full circle in some weird, crazy way. I think so, too. They do. Yeah. And yeah. it's a great it's just a great story. I love songs that don't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Talk about the ride in the car with dad. I did a lot of that growing up. Oh, ever get weepy. I mean, yeah, because yeah. I only got to see him once a week. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. oh, man, like those my favorite part of the week was just going to the movies with my dad, going to Tower Records, going to some audio store because he's looking to buy some gear, like all these little things that you don't think mean anything yeah. growing up. Like you look back and, and it's like those are the moments. Yeah. For a lot of us. I yeah. Mean, that's, and I think everybody's sitting here. It's like, you know, an extension of the family is that ride between whose house am I going to be staying at? this Sunday or, you know, the routine. Yeah, especially for for children of divorce, I think. It's very, the car ride is a very powerful thing because it's just like, okay, these are the last moments I'm going to see you for a while. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I I remember we'd like stop at 7-Eleven. I'd get hot chocolate for the ride home. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. we'd just be listening to great music like this and talking and he'd be asking me about school. I mean, you know. What were you like in school? In school? Oh, man, I was... I was bullied a lot. Really? Yeah, I was bullied a lot. I mean, my defense was just to be nice to every like because I, I figured out like you know being the weak person doesn't work. But if you turn it around on them and you're like you know that really sucks and I don't appreciate like how you're talking to me. Like it took me a while to like develop that probably like into middle school I guess. But yeah, I used to get like made fun of because I was a really fat kid. Mm-hmm. Like I I was heavy. I was a big kid. And it's only like I'm still like not skinny, but I used to like four years ago, I was like over I was about 300 pounds. So mm-hmm. I lost a bunch of weight. And it's just it's crazy how it affects you, you know, and you you go back. And actually, after I lost a lot of this weight, one of the drag queens I worked with, she was like, I liked you better when you were fat. So you're still getting bullied yeah. after you lose all this weight, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, I was I was bullied a lot, but I had some really good friends. You know, I I just kept and also I was technically an only child most of my life right so I would just like entertain myself in my room listen to music and what did your room look like it changed a lot but most of the time it was like pink walls I had this day bed (laughs) that was that was so girly and crazy and I inherited it from my aunt Nicole who lived at the house 
just very flowery. And then as I grew up, I got more into punk music Heck and like yeah. a little more edgy, you know. And so then my room became purple, not pink. Uh-huh. Big difference. Yeah. And then when I was in college, uh, my room was green. Okay. I would come back to my family home and my room was green. So, What's the biggest takeaway that you can think of having been raised predominantly with older you know, folks, grandma, grandpa, I mean, their their style, the, the way they kept their house, their traditions were probably far different than mom and dad's, right? Um, what do you carry with that experience? What did you take from that experience? I think, you know, when in Long Island, it's generally the same thing if you're living in a, a Jewish household or Italian household. Like it's very, um, there's a matriarch of the family, but um, the the man and the woman have their roles. And I'm just speaking freely about this. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Right. I'm all about the feminism, first, second, third, fourth, hundredth wave, whatever. But um, <laughs> there is something to be said about the way a household is run. Like, okay, the woman takes care of, you know, the, the house and the bills and the kids and this and that. And the man goes to work. There was always a, a big sense of respect respect like respecting my elders is something like I can't ever shake that from my system and it upsets me when I see like my little brothers and sisters like they would say the shittiest things to like my dad and my mom and like my stepmom like they would just like curse at them and I'm like seriously I would get my hair pulled yeah. My my grandparents never like hit me or anything like that, but I would certainly get soap in my mouth once in a while <laughs> if I said Jesus Christ the wrong way. Uh-huh. You know, just that. Yeah. And uh, so immense sense of respect of uh, the role of, of men and women, which obviously you know is not absolute, but um, yeah. I like my grandma actually. She was a hairdresser and she worked from home. My grandpa built a uh, a hair salon in the house for her. Cool. So she, it was great because I was, I, I didn't have to be raised by a nanny or anything like that, which yeah. is why my grandparents raised me because my dad didn't want me to be raised by a nanny, mm-hmm. you know, cause he was never around. He was always working. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm blessed every day. And I always say it like people ask, Oh, was it hard? Was it hard? No, my grandparents were amazing. Did you they ever, are amazing. That's wonderful. Did you ever spend some time in that hair salon with your grandma? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's still there. What's yeah. the name of it? Yeah. What is the name of it? It's just Jan's Hair Salon. Jan's? I love it, though. I just, just like to hear names of places. Yeah. I envision it kind of like Dolly Parton's <laughs> Hair Salon and Steel Magnolias. Sure. Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Do you remember, like, who are the women that came in? Do you remember some of the stuff that they would talk about or get excited about? Oh, or? they still go in there. My grandma's still doing hair. <laughs> I get my hair done. I gotta she get loves my hair done. It. But it was great because, like, she's, you know, that was her art. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, we have these matriarchs in my family. And, yeah, okay, like, their main priority is keeping the family together and, like, having a nice household. But all these women are creative in their own way. So oh, my, yeah. my grandma, her creativity was doing hair. Yeah. And she was able to raise me while she was doing hair. Of course, I'd go in there and play with makeup and do my – I'm actually really good at hair and makeup. Cool. Um, and – that's all credited to my grandma. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Goodfellas where they're getting ready for a, a thing when the wife of Henry Hill first meets all of her in-laws. She's Jewish, a Jewish-Italian. Sure, right? yeah. Do you remember that scene where they're in the hair salon and the women are under those big yeah, giant hairdryers my grandma has cigarettes? That. <laughs> that's it, right? That's, that's Long them. Island. That's How, it. Oh, go on. That is exactly go it. On. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Such a good movie. I love oh, that movie. Man. You lived it. I mean, that's, that's, that's the culture that they were living in Long Island. Less guns, yeah. less cocaine, but... Lived, lived the, the family lifestyle, for sure. Your secrets are safe here. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I'm sure all those women in town, too, still ask about you. How's Ashley doing? What's Oh, yeah, California? and I see them. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, my God. Margaret and Lucille and, <laughs> and, and Ruth, like all these people. What Fanny? Is, is Fanny involved? No. There's a Fran. Franny. Fran. Yeah, There's Franny. Be a Fanny or a Franny. <laughs> Fran didn't come yesterday. I don't know. Ah, Fran stood me up. That's great. Yeah. Wow. All right. Song number three. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I forgot. Get an ugly girl to marry you. Words of wisdom. Some moves. Look at you go. Jimmy Soul, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Soul. Oh, man. Do you want to be happy? We'll talk about this. Why did this make the top five? Oh, it's such a good song. I mean, this I is out of This is out of left yeah. field. I never thought this would be on our show. Oh, man. I, I mean, I just, 
my grandpa always used to sing this song, just like <laughs> random. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Feel awesome. <laughs> well, my grandma was a, a knockout when she was younger. Like, oh, yeah. the whole story of how they met was like, my grandpa was a manager at the store that my great grandma and one of my great aunts were working at. And my grandma came in, it was raining, soaking, and she was soaking wet, and she was wearing a white shirt. She had just gotten back from like beauty school, QBI. And you could see like right through whatever she was wearing. And my grandpa saw her and was like, that's it, taking her out. That's so funny. Yeah. But um, so he would just, I don't, I don't know if it has any connection to my grandma. It's just, it's really funny. It's a great song. Again, I like songs that don't take themselves too seriously. I yeah. would guess that she was be- a beauty. And, she was, and, and having had that blessing a number of times, I might say, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's work. It's really work when when you've got a beautiful woman on your arm or a beautiful partner, whatever the case may be. It, there's you sure, know, yeah. So he was probably singing that, you know. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's a little misogynistic, yeah. you know. But because as the song goes on, he sings, "A pretty woman makes her husband look small and very often causes his downfall. As soon as he marries her, then she starts doing the things that'll break his heart. But if you make an ugly woman your wife, you'll be happy for the rest of your life. An ugly woman cooks meals on time." She'll always give you peace of mind. Wow. These are the lyrics. And it's just when you grow up in a household like that, you're not like, oh, that's terrible. It's like, no, there's humor in that. That is funny. Well, you've got to be so um, conscious and progressive because the word ugly immediately draws up some kind of foul thing. Mm-hmm. But if you think a little bit deeper with the song, which I have, I love this song. <laughs> I really do. And, and you know, it's it's almost like we might as men or whatever, you know, have a specific idea. Mm-hmm. And how many times are we missing the mark? Like, because society might denote this person as being ugly. I mean, I don't think that it, it, it goes far further beyond ugly. It's just yeah. like, check out the woman's soul, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because that's what you want. You want the soul, you know, because that's what you, when you see a person's soul and it can be masked sometimes. Oh, for sure. You know, with the sort of beauty. Mm-hmm. I'm dead inside. <laughs> right now. How many times are we going to hear that today? I'm just going to I'm I'm just letting it out, you know. Okay, I'm just I'm just <laughs> being true to yourself. I don't know why that's my hook today. I'm dead inside. <laughs> it's we, really you funny. Need, you need more music. I need more music. Yes, yeah. And what a on. great mix. I forgot you sent me these songs and I love that I've forgotten every one of them cuz I love to be surprised. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, ready for the next one? Revitalize me. All right, number 4. No, I needed your your picks, Ashley. Yeah. Needed them. Yeah, I knew the moment I met you. Yeah, you you rock. Yeah. Oh. This makes me think of family clean night with my mom. Ah, <laughs> the infamous family clean night. Oh, it's That's amazing. That's great. That's great. That was a tradition. It was yeah. Thursday night. My mom always wanted the house clean before the weekend, and so Thursday night after school, we had to have all of our homework done by the time mom got home because we would eat dinner and then we would clean. Whew. I know. With the bleach and everything, you'd go in. Oh yeah. You had to. And every week we got to rotate who would pick the music, and when it was my mom's turn, this would be one of the the CDs that she would put on Simon and uh, Garfunkel. That is one of the most powerful mm. Y Tune Shuffle mm-hmm. stories because it every time you tell that story there's a new piece to the puzzle like mm-hmm. i didn't know that people took turns when they did that oh it's, yeah yeah like yeah. that's why we're all sitting here yeah. together yeah, it's, yeah that's great uh, yeah musical stories where does it take you simon and garfunkel cecilia let's go oh uh, so um that was the first chorus of a song i ever remembered fully because my grandpa loved simon and garfunkel yes. my grandpa that raised me and he collected classic cars uh-huh. He would just like buy and sell them with his friend of the family, Joe. Like they'd always go to the car shows. I'd go with them. And I just remember he had the cassette tape. He would put in the car, <gasps> whatever car it was. And um, we just jam out to Simon and Garfunkel. And I just always loved this song. Yeah. And years later, I found out what the song meant. So Cecilia, you think it's just about like having, you know, this woman that's, that's with all this, these men, right? But it, I, it's actually about St. Cecilia. Who's the who's the patron saint of inspiration? Oh wow! Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
I mean, I, I don't know if he said this, but it was definitely something I read and there was some truth to it. So St. Cecilia, you know, making love in the afternoon to Cecilia up in my bedroom. I get up to wash my face and I come back to bed. Someone's taking my place. Like inspiration is fleeting, right? Interesting. And it comes to different people at different times. Yeah. So I, I thought it was interesting that this song was like the first song I ever memorized. Uh-huh. And and. Here it is again in my life, and this is how I conduct my life. Yeah, that's right. Because for you, inspiration is fleeting because it's different with every person that you're writing a song for. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's great. But like when I close my eyes and I think about the song, I'm literally like I'm a small person. I can't even see above the dashboard, and I'm just like kicking my feet. My feet can't even reach the floor, and my grandpa's driving to the left of me. And we're just having a good time driving down the highway. Is there a particular car you remember from his collection? You know, there is, but I don't remember which car it was. And my grandma, she wouldn't be able to tell me. But it was this beautiful red car, and it was a convertible. And, I mean, I still love car shows. I go to the uh, Bob's Big Boy. Yes. Oh, yeah. The car right show on Fridays. Oh, yeah. Burbank, yeah. I love talking to the Like, my favorite part about old cars is, like, hearing how people acquire the cars. Uh-huh. And Because a lot of times it's, like, inherited. Sometimes it's the car they always wanted their whole life but can never have. And they, you know, people become successful and they finally get that car. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm <laughs> so happy when I see old men in great cars. Yeah. I hate seeing young people in great cars and classic cars. I hate yeah, it. It's like, what the f- have you done to earn this? Wow. Again, the respect thing is important to me. Well, in the sense of pride and like earning what you have. You got to earn it. Yeah. yeah. What have you done? Yeah. What was your first job? Oh, man. Well, I used to always, because there were a lot of kids in my family, like babysitting. Uh-huh. And my aunt used to always hire me to um, babysit when she wanted a date night with my uncle, which was frequent and very healthy. You know, they have a beautiful marriage of, I don't even know how many years now. But um, my first job job was working at 7-Eleven in oh. Hicksville, Long Island. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was... Like, what were the hours? When did you work? So, okay, basically the job interview, this really, really cool guy, Andy, he was, like, older, and, like, he had a son, but he was away at college, and he never had a daughter. He always wanted a daughter, and he was big into music. So he saw on my resume that I sent that I play bass, and he's like, oh, so you play bass? Literally, the interview was us just talking about music, and he's like, oh, well, you're hired. I want to have you around. <laughs> and so he would, like, we... He wouldn't even, like, let me work. He'd be like, Ashley, come here. You have to hear this song. And he'd, like, play his own music in the store. Wow. And he'd tell me, like, the history of, like, these bands and so on and so forth. Um, but when I did work, I kept a really nice coffee island for uh, sure. Uh, Everybody thank loved you. So yes. Yeah. I kept it real nice. <laughs> real nice. I, I didn't know it was called the coffee island. I'm going to have a whole new attitude about that yeah. now. Play the island. I'll yeah. Do- <laughs> oh, I'm going to coffee island. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, yeah that was a cool job it was it was cool and i met some very interesting people i was just telling my boyfriend a story yesterday there was this guy mark and and he went by magic mark okay, okay. and he from hicksville <laughs> from hicksville yeah now he's like an engineer or something god bless him but uh he wanted to be a magician and so he would <laughs> he would practice his magic tricks on people in the store like oh coming gosh. through the store yeah um and it, it was great. It was great. Oh, Magic Mark. He tried to ask me on a date. And I was like, oh, sorry. I, I saw the sleight of hand. Ah! I didn't. <laughs> you must not... be living in an illusion, yeah, Magic you, Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, so that, that was fun. 7-Eleven days. And then I worked at the Hello Kitty store. I was very much into the retail. Uh-huh. The Hello Kitty store in Times Square, New York, when it was, like, super bougie. Oh, yeah. Like, they sold, like, $30,000 pieces of jewelry by Camoralee Simmons. And it was, like, high-end Hello Kitty. But was it interesting, going back to my boyfriend, he was working at the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square when I was working at the Hello Kitty store in Times Square. And, and they're s- close. Sometimes me and my friends would go over to the Hard Rock and have a tourist night. That's what we call it. And we'd just oh, like pretend to be tourists, right? I literally, because he has a very distinct voice, and I that's how I remember people is by voice. Yeah. Like not even by face or name, it's by voice. So I just remember hearing this great voice, and I look around, who's this? And I didn't see him, but I heard him. Yeah, like crazy shit, right? Wow. That's great. Serendipity, yeah. man. It's, it's weird. You know, because you're open to it. I think yeah. all of us, if we just can, you know, be aware that that's real, you know. Oh, yeah. This music is just great today. I know. I'm yeah. really, oh, really loving this. This is a great show. Oh, good. All right. Song number five. We're there. Yeah. 
Oh boy. My boys. They're so good, aren't they? The best parts of garage rock for modern ears. Yeah, and it's not—it's not my immediate go-to. They always surprise me, you know. And I saw it on your list. I forgot it, and then you—you know—it's just where are we going with this? What's what's it all about, Ashley? I, I close my eyes and I think of my first allergy attack in the streets of New York. <laughs> what? For wow. real. Yeah. Like, like I was just having a really good day. You know when you're just having those days where you're like, life is awesome. I'm so happy with where I'm at. The future is bright. Everything's great. And I was just walking down Spring Street. It, it was in the spring. Mm-hmm. Spring in New York on Spring Street. And I, I out of nowhere, I'm having these happy day thoughts. And my eyes just, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm blind. Because I'd never had an allergy attack before. Yeah. I'm not like an al- allergy person. But I just had to, like, stop. My eyes are, like, watering, tearing. I had to stop for, like, 10 minutes. And I had my earbuds in, right? I forget. I, no doubt was playing or something. And as soon as the allergy attack cleared away, the song went on. Oh, and wow. I went about my day like, la, 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 everything's great. <laughs> what, was he, what were you allergic to? Yeah. I think it's just like the pollen and, you know, the air quality in New York City is not the best. And the same thing happens to me when I'm driving like I, I just went to, um, oh, God, where did I go? Corona the other day because okay. I found out I have family in Corona. Oh, cool. Giant, yeah, crazy. Randomly. OK, on my Italian side. Um, and I was driving back from Corona, and when I was um, coming into L.A., the same thing happened. And it happens all the time. So I think it has something to do with air quality. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. But it's dangerous when you're driving, yeah. you know? Thank God my mom was sitting next to me. She, like, wet a napkin, and I just, like, whatever. Weird. Wow. Your but, mom's out here right now? No, she was. She was here for a week. She's in New York, too? Yes. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Every Pretty much everyone's in New York, which mm-hmm. is why I was so surprised I have family in Corona. Yeah, huh? Yeah. That story is actually very interesting. So apparently my great-grandpa's brother, younger brother, that's it's his kids that are in Corona. And they came to California because back in the 50s, like, he got into a car accident or mm-hmm. something with, like, these ladies that blatantly ran a red light. And it was a bad accident. Like, one of the women, like, projected out of the car. Oh, my God. And he fled the scene because back in the 50s, they're going to blame the man. That, you know, it's just they're they're gonna like you know take the woman's side. Right. So he fled the scene. He went home. He said to his family, "Pack your shit. We're moving to California." <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he had a business in New York, and he had it, it was like I couldn't even believe the story they were telling me. I was like, that is like some crazy Goodfellas two shit. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how life. You know, in those moments of spontaneity, you're triggered into doing something that, you know, is just desperation. And, like, you're walking down Spring Street and you're blind. You know, yeah. he's driving home innocently. Bammo, we're gone. Yeah, Life exactly. Turns on a di- wow. Everything okay now? Is he still alive? Or no, he's a great grandfather. Th- yeah, he's he's long since passed. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the family's here and that's good enough for me. It's nice that's to have so family cool. here. That's really great. And Corona. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but back to the Strokes. I mean, they're they're just so great. I love Julian Casablancas. Like, I love his vocal delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, me as a vocalist, it's weird. Like, I always gravitate towards male singers. Like, there's not one female singer mm-hmm. I put on there. You know, like it, it's very weird. Um, but when I sing, like in my band, I I deliver as a male would deliver. You know, it, it's it's very hard to explain. But everything's very aggressive. I don't sing like you know, a pussy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For lack of better words, um, what's the name of your band? The Blah Blah Blahs. That's you. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yes. And it's very, very influenced, actually, by the B-52s. Everything about it. Uh. <laughs> surprise, surprise, I, I, surprise. I, I, <laughs> sorry. I'm full no. of surprises. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I'm surprised you didn't put one of your own songs on there. Oh, that's terrible. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not an L.A. piece of shit yet. I've only uh, been here two and a half no. years. All right. All right. <laughs> well, how do we find the blah, blah, blahs? So we are on Instagram at the blah, blah, blahs music. And we're on Spotify. You can just look us up. Haven't you guys been recently played on K-Rock's Locals Only? Uh, that's news to me. But that's great if that happened. But uh, I'll have to look. Yeah. But I mean, we have a Doritos commercial. We have a Burt's Bees commercial. The music I write for the blah, blah, blahs is very much geared for commercial use. But mm-hmm. it's also music that I like because the music that I like as you can hear is very accessible why have you been holding the secret the whole time <laughs> I mean I, I don't know it, it never came up well, it never right. came up now it's coming up alright that's fantastic I would love for you to just see the look because like I think it really like with my selection of music, uh-huh. it really makes sense. And I would love if like you guys and like the listeners just check out the band because after hearing my, my five, it makes so much sense. Where are you where are you playing out? Are you playing out? Are you doing mostly studio stuff? Mostly studio stuff right now. Yeah. Because in order for me to um, put on a full production, I need mm-hmm. like eleven people on the stage. I need like three backup singers. Oh, you wanna play something? Yep. Play uh Hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. By the blah, blah, blahs. (laughs) You're the lead? Oh, yeah. I write everything. I sing everything. And you play the uh, guitar. The guitar. Oh, that's so cool. Check out the look. We got a genuine badass in the studio today. (laughs) Shucks. She's a badass. As soon as I put that hair on, the yeah, badass. That's, that's right out of Jan's beauty, right there. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure I understand the whole deliver like a male. So vocally, it's very hard to explain. Like, it's aggressive. It's not yeah. like I'm. We've been at it all night. So wrong that it's This isn't all your right. falsetto. This is your like belting. Sort of. It's like in the middle. Belting is like that. That can be crazy. This Ethel is Merman just. Stuff. I just feel like a punk singer most of the time. Like I deliver like a punk singer, or like you sound amazing, like Gwen Stefani. Yeah. yeah. Thank Pat, you. Or um, uh, Joan Jett. You sure. Know, you know. I, I love that. Yeah. Just aggressive female vocal. Yeah. 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 I was just thinking about her. Um, Jeepers, I can't think of her name now. Original cast of Saturday Night Live, Gilda Radner. Yeah. When she would do that that shtick where she was a punk rocker, give me Mick. Give me Mick. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that sketch yeah, today, yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's the vibe that I'm getting off of. Like, I, I'm not a pussy. I sing, and I, I think you, it becomes asexual at a point where it's like you're going to sing right. or you're going to fucking chop. I'm dead inside. No, uh, <laughs> you, you, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just because I, 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 I was with Maggie. I'm like, there's just so, there's a lot more than just sounding like a man there. It's like yeah. you, you, you got it. You got it going on. Oh, well, thanks, guys. No, so I mean, thank cool. you. Yeah. Thank you. Very talented. Is it time? Actually, this is uh, this is the part of the show <laughs> that we like to take a little brain break because it's very story heavy. And so we like sure. to play this little game called the band name or bar name. And our guest from last week took us to a very specific location, which David has spent all week researching, looking up, trying to come up with two names. That- that, that's right, Maggie. I spent all week this morning at 4.30 <laughs> researching <laughs> and listening to last week's episode. <laughs> Uh, to remember that we're going to Ronert Park in Sonoma Valley, just up the road a piece. Oh, boy. The way this works, Ashley, is band name or bar name it asks the contestant, you and Maggie, to decide whether I'm reading you the name of a bar or club or the name of a, a band. Oh, great. And, That's fun. And, yeah. And so if we're up in Ronert Park, we're going to go out, Ashley and Maggie. Do you guys want to go hear Bear Republic? Um, <laughs> want to go hear Bear Republic play? At Remedies, or do you want to hear Remedies play at Bear Republic? Ooh. I'm going to say Remedies is the bar, because if I have a problem, 
I want to drink at remedies. You want to remedy that problem? I want to remedy my problem. That's good thinking. Good game. I don't know. It could be wrong. You want to go? Li- I, you, I, have I, you guys I, heard the remedies? Oh my God, they're playing at Bear Republic. That's what I'm going to go with because I I think that's a great band name. You yeah, don't like remedies. Bear Republic? They rock. They're going to be at remedies this weekend. <laughs> You, you, so you're not sure. Bear, Bear Republic also sounds like a band name, though. It does. Okay. Ooh, this is Wait, rough. Wait, Bear Republic. The bear is the the on the, the flag symbol. Yeah. of California. Yeah, that's right. Oh. But that could still be a band name. It could. All right. Final answers. Bear Republic, Ashley, is the bar or band? Band. Bear Republic is the band. That's what I said, too. And Remedies is the bar. located at uh, 23... One five. We got it. Copperfield That's Drive, awesome. Santa Rosa, California. You convinced me. <laughs> you can uh, You 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 kicked my logic in. <sighs> That's exactly right. They are the hottest classic rock dance experience. Performing live music is all about one thing: entertainment. The Remedies are actually the name of a band. I threw oh! in the address. Of their mailing address in Santa Rosa. I'm sorry, but they play in Petaluma, Santa Rosa, uh, and Windsor. Uh, They've been around for many, many years. If you want to book them, you call 650-271-2099, and you can hear the remedies. Rock the house. Bear Republic. I dropped the brewing company because I'm mischievous like yes. that. Because it gets kind of hard when you yeah. got... Yeah. If I were to say brewing company, it would have gave it away. They're For located sure. at oh, 5000 well. Roberts Lake Road in Rohnert Park, California. Wow. They're open today from 11 a.m. to 12 a.m. So go ahead and get some good bar snacks, some great micro brews, and good company if you're up in Rohnert Park. And we'll send out a shout out and let them know that we mentioned their brew pub wow. on our show, y Shuffle. Thanks for... Playing bar name or band name. That was the craziest mm. turn in. I think, yeah, the that's show's that's history. nuts. Yeah. yeah, when well, I gave the address. Yeah, yeah. I was like we got it. You know what? Screw it. We're starting a band called Bear Republic. Okay. Why um, not? You know, it could be. It's an a great name. It yes. could be. Yeah. Yeah, but the, it's the remedies. Well, yeah. your job now, Ashley, to help us out for our, our next guest is anywhere in the entire world. Pick a location that we should go for band name or bar name. And we'll research it, and we'll find a bar name in our band. Tokyo, name. Japan. Doing it. I'm going there next month. Oh, are you really? Yes. You know what the nickname for Tokyo is? What? Brokio. Very expensive city. No, it's not. To live there, it is. But to to go on vacation there. The last time I went last year with one of my girlfriends, I mean, we just walking around. You could live on three hundred dollars if you for a week. Now you're singing my tune. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're just going any to ramen city, shops, and a, yeah, stuff. any city is like that. But it, it's of all the places in Asia I've been, I it was I was there on business. It, it was very oh, expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Japan, Tokyo. I'm that. sure we'll have some interest. And I've got two niece, nephews that are both half Japanese, so I'll get pronunciations right: Takumi and Kazumo. All you got to know is uh, Chisai Kuruma des. That is a small car. Okay. That's. Oh, and of course, Nandeska. What is what is it? Or Kurewa Nandeska. Do you what speak is this? fluent Japanese? No. Do you like sushi? I love sushi. Here we go. Well, actually, now that we've gone through your fave five songs, it feels like we've kind of grown up with you. We got to know your bedroom and your musical taste a little bit. Oh. Bringing it current to 2017, however, what is a guilty pleasure? That you are enjoying right now. A guilty pleasure? Mm-hmm. Gary Glitter. Ah. Dun, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you say yeah. you like Gary Glitter, and they're like, oh, so uh, you yeah. like pedophiles? pedophiles? And uh, it's like, yeah. f you. Those are good songs, okay? Oh. They're anthemic songs. They're great. <laughs> and and they're iconic. And I can't help what he did. You know, there's room for that on this show because Dave Joseph, the voice of the LA Kings PA system, was on our show, and he used to work for Rush Limbaugh. And he worked for Sean Hannity, and people have their opinions about those two guys. Sure. But ultimately, according to Dave Joseph, they're nice people, and I and I like the style that we have here, where you can, you know, a person's issues publicly may not reflect the total story. Like I can't, like yeah. as soon as I learn that information, I'm not going to stop liking his songs. They're they're good mm-hmm. songs. Okay, yeah. maybe I don't like him as a person. Right. But hell yeah, I'm going to go look for his vinyl and probably spend like way too much money on it because it's <laughs> great music. It happened. <laughs> it happened. Gary Glitter. What is the story of your very first concert ever. Destiny's Child when there were four of them. Oh. Okay. And Christina Aguilera when she was transferring from genie in a bottle into the dirty phase. Oh. Like it was in that in between. 
red, white, and blue What's hair. embarrassing about that? Because people are like, oh, that's not cool. Like, my music snobby friends, they're like, Destiny Chow and Christina together. I'm like, fuck you. It was a great concert. Okay. Nah, it was great. Who'd you go Destiny with? Who took you? Um, my best friend in, in elementary school, Brianna, and her family took oh, us. Oh, they took you. Yeah, it was, so, it was so much fun. Where did you sit? It were, they weren't the best seats, but I think they were like in the middle of the yeah. Nassau Coliseum. Coliseum. Yep. Ah, uh-huh. I know, I know what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't make out their faces, but you could see them dancing, and that's really all that matters yeah. for Destiny's Child, oh at my least. God. And did you guys spend the rest of the night like making up your own dance routines to the same songs? No, we were fat girls. We couldn't dance that well. <laughs> We took like dance classes and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. like we would like squeeze into our uniforms. Like, okay, Brianna, we got to do this. Yeah, that's so funny though. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's that was the first concert. Wow. But then I tell people it was Good Charlotte, and that's even worse. Yeah. Like, that is worse. <laughs> but yeah. I, I love Good Charlotte too. Me too. Great I song. I just don't like the name. Good, I, good first concert. Wow, oh, you've just knocked it out of the park. <laughs> no, wow. that's pretty awesome. Destiny's Child when there were four children. Yes. Mm-hmm. well how can we keep up with you and find out what you're doing online what's your corner of the internet so i mostly am an instagrammer i don't really have any other social media because social media scares me but my personal instagram is at ashley levy so if you want to catch up with any writing i'm doing for rupaul's drag race girls or anything like that you're going to find it on there but if you want to keep up with my band it's at the blah blah blahs music on instagram wow yeah this has been so fun. Yeah, had a blast. You. Thank you so much for taking the time and hanging out with us on a Saturday. Oh, of course. Yeah, thank you for the fun games and stories. This is awesome. I love this show. Yeah.